0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back one last time to Like Riding a Bike. That's riding with a W, which you probably have picked up on by now. I'm Alex Gast, as always, um, and I'm really happy to welcome you to our season one finale of the podcast. If you've been with us this whole time, thank you for the company. This really has just been such a tremendous joy. I've gotten to talk to so many fascinating people, um, and if you're one of my Proud and few listeners, I really appreciate you. So thanks for for accompanying me on this journey. In honor of the finale, I thought we could do something a little bit different today. So we've been talking so much about craft with all these wonderful poets and writers um, and actually haven't gotten the chance to hear any poetry. So bundle up, turn on your fireplace, and get cozy because tonight will be an open mic night. I've got three poets reading for us today. Um, They all are a part of the Remarkable Poetic Community at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, So I'll introduce them one by one and we'll get this thing going. First up, we have Elizabeth Otalia reading a poem called Hypervigilance. She is really just a tremendous person and a wonderful poet and I'm really excited y'all get to hear her today. So without further ado, For the first reading of the night, Elizabeth O'Talia, Hypervigilance.
1: Hypervigilance. Not the wind blowing eastward, the red tint in the sunrise, or the clouds out my window. Not the roar of thunderstorm, the drumming of the raindrops, or the swell of white-capped waves, but the lulls lodged between. It's that hush that scares me most.
0: Next up, we have the poet Amelia Loeffler reading for us. Um, She's going to be reading a poem called Distance Running Dreamscape. Y'all, she's a fantastic poet. It's been a pleasure to get to know her this semester. Um, And I'm just delighted she's sharing her talents with y'all. So Amelia Loeffler, Distance Running Dreamscape.
1: Distance running dreamscape country roads at dusk packed dirt shoulder and gravel. I am alone except for a passing pickup truck, coughing smoke from its exhaust, like a man choking on his cigarette dragging on by passing me slowly, wanton gaze in the rear view watching. I can feel it creeping down my bare back like a bead of sweat across the fence. Pasture full of pears, mares newly fold, haze billowing in tall grass like white linens hung to dry, the horses stir in it, nostrils flaring, marble eyes swallowing the scene of me, the truck, the flat road to nowhere, the mist. They kip into motion and then the herd is running too, beside me, along the fence, tossing muscled necks and wind-whipped manes. There is a burning in my chest like I drank something still boiling. I strain to match their stride, but imagine a hand at my throat, squeezing breath from my lungs until I fall behind. My vision spots and swims. I watch the white fence dissolve into mist like a sugar cube in hot water. The horses run ahead, the truck drives on. I lull in the road, feel gravel scraping my palms. Maybe it will wash out in the coming rain. A mile down the way, I hear the truck caterwall into a stop. The brake pads so worn through, they cry out against the rotor press. It sounds like a woman screaming herself awake.
0: Last but most certainly not least, um, please welcome to the virtual stage, Ash Chen who will be reading To the Fish Market on Central and Eastway. Ash is a wonderful poet and has been such a pleasure to get to know. Um, and this poem actually just landed on the Rising Phoenix Review. Um, so check it out. And Ash actually has another poem coming out with them shortly. So stay tuned. Um, without further ado, Ash Chen, To the Fish Market on Central and East Way.
2: This is to the fish market on Central and East Way after Ross We came to the city to work. My mother's mother was a noodle hawker in her hometown, which is probably where she trained her lungs to yell as they still do. My first father was a fishmonger and the area he picked to open his store and buy our home in was rough, but rent was cheap and the only papers that mattered were green because we came to this country to work For our families, like the woman named Blanca, every everyday skinned and gutted and beheaded, the carp and bass and tuna, whatever was fresh caught and on ice, and the best of which was saved for our dinners. And this city isn't all ours, but at least Central Avenue has those Chinese groceries, and Eastway Drive has those taquerias, and we have our mothers that mean so well yet yell so loud. Everyone knows that Charlotte is a banking city, and therefore devoid of soul, and nowadays gentrified to high hell. But even then, you can't scrub the stench of fish guts out of work clothes. But the hand-scaled, steam tender flesh that fed our families tasted sweeter than the horizons and seas we were denied way back in 1882 and the dreams we were promised even today.
0: And with that, we're going to call it for the season finale of Like Riding a Bike. Thank you again to Ash, Amelia, and Elizabeth for sharing their talents with us today. All those readings were so wonderful. I don't think there's anything more magical than listening to poetry, reading poetry, experiencing poetry. So if you've been listening for all these episodes, thank you for being a part of this experience with me. Thank you for embarking on this, at times, treacherous venture. It really has been so rewarding and such a joy to be a part of, so... Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next season.